Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. for a look back on today's match. This is the Full-Time Report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. ET&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. The Home Depot, with more ways to help you take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Dunkin' Donuts, conquer the season with Dunkin's new Atlanta United Donuts. Piedmont Healthcare and Ford. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. A wild one tonight here in Toronto, which ends with Atlanta United winning 2-0, the first time they've ever won here at BMO Field. Uh, and just so much to sort out. I know a lot of our discussion on the postgame is going to deal with the Barco RO double send-off, which... Look, I know some of you are wondering, can it be repealed? Can it be appealed? I don't really see a chance that that is going to happen. It can be appealed. It can be appealed. Yeah, I don't know but if I think it gets it'd be overturned. A very tough repeal. And um, it, it just it really stinks because Toronto now is eliminated from the playoffs, and it takes Barco out of a very important match for Atlanta United Wednesday night. I mean, the, New York City's got to be thrilled. They've got to be thrilled right now looking at this match report and seeing that Barco got a red card. But that is just one of a number of uh, notable moments in this match tonight. Marcelino Moreno scoring at the very, very end with both teams playing tennis side just a minute after Brad Guzan saved two points with an enormous save on the other end of the pitch. And Moreno, Jason, is our man of the match brought to you by Heineken, along with the goal, seven shots, Four on target, pair of key passes, but to me the biggest number of all, along with winning 18 total duels, which is more than twice as many as you predicted. 13 of 18. Okay, yes, thank you. Well, still more than twice. Still, almost. Almost twice. Almost. You predicted seven, and 13 is almost twice that. Uh, Jason made that prediction on the 18T countdown to kickoff yesterday. Uh, That man won nine fouls tonight. (laughs) That's absurd. Sometimes you, you watch entire matches where nine fouls are not called in a game against one team. 
He won nine fouls tonight. I mean, first off, um, Marcelino Moreno was was great tonight, and he, he earned some very important free kicks as Atlanta was trying to hold on to their 1-0 lead. But I'm Marcelino, I'm going to apologize to you first off because I don't want to take anything away from your performance. But when somebody's fouled nine times and there's one yellow in the 24th minute, I don't think it had anything to do with a foul of Moreno. I can't remember. It was on Achara before he was injured. And then Delgado got one in the 92nd minute. That's all the yellows that Toronto received. The Aura one was for a separate issue completely. And somebody's fouled nine times. There, there is a, a phrase that we talk about a lot called persistent infringement. And that's supposed to see a yellow card. Um, when somebody's fouled nine times, I would call that persistent, wouldn't you? Uh, yes. I think it, it meets the Webster's Dictionary version of definition of persistent. And he didn't get any yellows on those situations. It's, it's kind of baffling to me. Moreno was outstanding on both sides of the ball. And I think we saw tonight how important it is to have him in the team. And you compare it to the Montreal match. Moreno is a, a lot of the the kind of soul of, of this group because he's he works so hard. He will get you out of trouble in situations with his dribbling, but also his passing. And he's got a bit of a mean streak late in matches as well. He's had some big late moments for this team that are going to stand up. When we look back at the highlight reel of the season, there's going to be some key late-game heroics for Marcelino Moreno. He's got that killer instinct that I think this team has been looking for. We talked about it in the pregame. Moreno is going to be huge for this team if they get into the postseason. I I mean, think all the way back to May and that goal that he had at Montreal with literally no time left. Mm -hmm. How big do those two points look right now for Atlanta United? So Marcelino Moreno, your man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Shots were 17-15 Atlanta. Nine on target for Atlanta, four for Toronto. So a four-save clean sheet for Brad Guzan tonight. Possession was 54-46. Toronto uh, very lopsided in the second half, 62-38 Toronto. Key passes, 14-9 Atlanta. The expected goals, 1.3 for Atlanta, 1.0 for Toronto. Atlanta United won 62% of the duels. That is very, very high and uh, passed at 87%. Uh, Toronto conceded 17 fouls. Atlanta conceded 13. And quite frankly, I thought Tim Ford let a lot go in this match tonight. This could have been a 20-plus a, a, you know, foul evening very, very easily for should Toronto. But Atlanta United comes out of it with a 2-0 win. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll have the highlights, the Arruju goal, the Moreno goal to seal it, and all the chaos in between. As Atlanta United defeats Toronto tonight, 2-0 on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. winners tonight here in Toronto. We are playing music from Toronto on the full-time report, obviously, because, uh, hey, we conquered Toronto tonight. First time we've ever won in this building. And uh, I'd like to see Our Lady Peace live at BMO Field. They're yeah. one of the, the best live bands I have ever seen. Out of all the different bands I've seen, they're one of the best. And they are one of the best Canadian rock bands of all time. Yeah, they really are. Um, Brad Guzan, by the way, Four save clean sheets tonight. You're going to hear the save that literally saved the match for Atlanta United in a moment. But for every Atlanta United clean sheet this year, Atlanta United donates $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. Tonight, with that clean sheet, it's another $2,000. So the donation total to Children's Health Care of Atlanta now stands at $18,000. Nine clean sheets for Brad Guzan this year. Let's get to the highlights of this eventful match. Uh, we're not going to play the melee and the mass confrontation because it just took too long and we don't have enough time. We, we see your tweets. We see your questions. We're going to talk about all of it in the next segment. If you have additional questions you'd like for us to get into on that, uh, send them in at MyConti929 and at Longshoe. But, again, first 20 minutes, both teams hit woodwork. Toronto had a really good chance in the fifth minute. Osorio hit the crossbar. Atlanta United had a good chance a couple minutes later. But then in the 26th minute, Bono made a pair of outstanding saves on this three-shot sequence by Atlanta United that almost opened the goal scoring. Barco cutting inside on Aro now into the center of the park. Slid back to Moreno in front of center circle. Sosa then up to Bello, left corner of the 18. Bello tight roping the edge of the box and giving it back now to Araruju. Scooted to Sosa. Sosa's going to shoot from distance. Another save, Bono. Again out into the near corner. Lennon. Dribbling on Lorea to the end line. Another cross, lunging at her, missed by Sosa. Tabello, top of the 18, shot to flex off the crossbar. Bounces back to the top of the 18. Another shot, Moreno over the crossbar. Wild sequence. Three beautiful scoring opportunities for Atlanta United. And Bono slammed the door. 
It's hockey night in Canada here at BMO Field. I mean, it, that, that's a sequence <laughs> that you would see in ice hockey a lot, right? Oh, it, it, it actually reminds me of a Maxime Cropot yeah. save sequence. Also, also in also Canada, in, Canada. In, in Vancouver back in 2019. The start of the second half felt like ice hockey because everybody was slipping and skating around. Right. But that was just a, a frenetic, wild sequence. And, and we've seen this happen before where you, you almost start to have that PTSD from it where Atlanta United runs into a goalkeeper standing on their head. And the, the save on Sosa was one of the saves of the year from Alex Bono. And it'll be lost in the shuffle of this match tonight. But Sosa had the opportunity to really pick out the corner, and he did. I, I thought he hit it exactly where he wanted, put it exactly where he wanted. Bono somehow got to it. Okay, so Bono kept the clean sheet through the first 45 minutes. But in first half stoppage time, Atlanta United, on probably their worst shot of the match, opened the goal scoring with Luis Araujo. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. It was a well-worked opportunity for Atlanta United, and then Arruzio got very lucky to put this over the head of Bono. Flick forward by Osorio, but right to George Bello at the left halfway line. They'll play it up to Barco, who sends it ahead to Moreno. Poke forward now to Bello, who's making a run down the left wing. Bello stops at the far corner, square to Barco, back to Bello in the box. Arruzio, shot! Score! Let's be honest, he mishit the shot, I think. But it counts just the same. It floats over the head of Bono, and Atlanta United gets a goal in first half stoppage time. And that was massive uh, mm-hmm. because it, not only did it kind of give Atlanta United a cushion, but I think the fact that it came right at the end of the half prevented Toronto from getting any kind of momentum off a, an equalizer or a good opportunity. It came at a really good time. It's huge. Um, the the buildup to it was brilliant. The finish was not brilliant. It was mishit off of Araujo's left foot. Then he, he scuffed it back onto his right foot, which popped it over Bono's head. And, and at a goalkeeper, after making the saves that he did in the first half, to have that one get past you will, will drive you insane. Um, but it doesn't take away from the buildup. And it was Barco, and it was Moreno, and it was Bello, all working together extremely well to create that opportunity. And Araujo does enough to get it into the back of the net. Okay, 1-0 Atlanta United and halftime. Then the second half, uh, the key moment really coming around the 80th minute. And again, uh, look, this is what we saw. Uh, Barco is pushed down from behind. He is not fouled, but he is injured on the play. George Bello is in possession and plays the ball out. Um so Barco has time to be attended to. That is common. Yes. When a player gets hurt in a soccer match, the team in possession will play the ball out so the injured player can be attended to. Let me give a little more color to that. Please do. Because there's a couple important things that we haven't touched on yet. So Auro and Barco had been going at it multiple times tonight. Auro had fouled Barco at least once that was called, had pushed him in the back on two long balls that went over Barco's head because he got shoved in the back. This was another kick from behind. He'd been kicked pretty hard from behind by Alro earlier in the match. Barco stayed down. Uh, Foul was not called. And Barco was making a point. I don't think he was seriously injured because he he got back up and he was involved in, in part of the melee. Barco was making a point to Timothy Ford that, hey, I'm getting kicked by this guy consistently. 
I'm going to stay down, which we see all the time. We've seen teams do this to Atlanta United all season long when they have a lead, and we've, we've ranted and raved about it. It's, it's part of the game. It drives us crazy when it's the other way. It was happening here. Bello, very savvy from George Bello, knows that Barco's down, knows that playing it out so he can get tended to will run some clock, so he does that. Okay. That happens all the time. That is not an excuse for what followed, but that was what led to it, and it's probably why Josie Altidore had the action that he had, but it doesn't excuse it, and the lack of control in the whole situation from the referee crew led to the chaos. Yes, and uh, as a result of that chaos, and I, I want to be clear on this too, Barco and Aro being sent off, uh, that was like one of three different incidents that were all going on at the same time uh, because you had Walks and Franco, I believe, uh, entangled with Altidore, who were very, very upset at the, again, I'll say it, Bush League play that Altidore made that started all this. Mm-hmm. Arrow and Barco had stuff going all night, and Barco was down on the pitch leading to the ball being played out because he was pushed by Aro. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was by Aro. I'm almost positive. Uh, and, and when they both got back up. Yeah, it was Aro who, who hit Barco from right. behind. And yes. when they both got back up, they were – they were going at it, maybe verbally, maybe not physically. Auro was sim- was was play acting that Barco had leaned into him to draw the contact, and he did that multiple times. Ford did not get a grip on it before the throw, and, and that's another element that has to go into this, is they get Barco up. Auro ha- has come over to him while he's on the ground and talked to him. That was allowed. They get him up after Auro is is gesticulating at him and all these different things are happening then the throw part happens which kicks it up to another whole notch and it's just it kept like going into different directions and different elements that led to it uh and and the third incident that was going on which really got chaotic and and had to be intervened upon by mounties believe it or not not with Uh, horses luckily not with horses um but i i can only tell you what i saw and I, I want to be very clear that Jason and I saw two different things happening at once. Yes. But I saw, I'm certain, I would testify in court to this, that um, as Aro and Barco are sent off, they, they're going at it as they come over to the touchline, and players and staff for both teams who are on the periphery of it in their respective technical areas start to come together. And at some point in that entanglement, I saw a Toronto player uh, push Rob Valentino in the back. Rob Valentino acting as assistant coach for Atlanta United tonight. I I absolutely saw that. I'm 99% on the identity of the player who was not in the game. Uh, But I definitely saw that. When that happened, then you had Gonzalo Pineda. Uh, and players who are on the bench for Atlanta United start to intervene on Rob's behalf, obviously. Well, that got some Toronto uh, people in their technical area. I don't know if they were coaches or staff or whatever. They got involved. Then Atlanta United subs ran into the tunnel, and there were shoves. I mean, it it was a full-fledged melee. It's going to be reviewed by the disciplinary committee. Atlanta United's going to be fined. It's their second mass confrontation of the year. That's absolutely going to happen. Uh, what you hope is that nothing further comes out of it other than fines from the disciplinary committee. In other words, that no one is suspended for their role in it. Uh, the only 
player that I saw involved in any physicality in that incident was a non-playing Toronto player from what I saw. Mm-hmm. But, you were looking at something different yes, than I was. Right. But I, I want to be very clear on that. The disciplinary committee is going to get all the angles, all the videos. They're going to look at all of it, and then they're going to make their decision between now and Wednesday. It feels to me, Jason, that – and I know Pineda said in his post-match press conference they're going to appeal Barco's red. I yes. just, that feels like that's going to be tough to win, but I also feel like there's probably not going to be anything further from it as far as his suspension is concerned. There shouldn't be. Um I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. Uh, the red card, I think it was a bad decision in an already inflamed moment from Timothy Ford to show both players a red for an incident that he did not see. And, and that's that's the other very important element to that is Ford was dealing with the larger number of players who were at the top of the 18 at the beginning of it when Altador was being confronted by Walks and Franco Gazan was there as well. Um, Toronto players came to Altidore's defense. That was all going on top of the 18 um, in the goal Atlanta was defending. The Barco and Auro part was allowed to continue for a long period of time because everybody was dealing with the rest of it. Timothy Ford did not see any of the situation that happened with Barco and Auro, and I have no problem being definitive about that because Ford had his back to it he was dealing with, with the, the Altador incident thing. with Altador. Yeah. He had to have been told by a fourth official or by an AR on the near side that the AR was in that half of the field. Both of them were closer to it than Ford was anyway, and both of them would have been keeping an eye on it because Ford was dealing with the larger mass confrontation at the top of the 18. To go red there for what I feel like is something that we see, and it's something that can lead to more and it's something that has to be dealt with. But I did not see either player headbutt the other. A headbutt, automatic red, no question asked. I saw both players walking towards one another, talking trash, talking back and forth. Both were angry with one another. It looked pretty equal in, in the two players going you know, forehead to forehead. I did not see either one headbutt. I did not see either one raise their hands. I did not see either one do anything that would be an easy, obvious red that you can't ignore. And a big part of managing games, and especially managing games like this one, is managing the temperature of the game. When Ford decided for an incident that he did not see to show reds to each team, and then Auro was continuing to go at Barco after being sent off, and Barco did show a lot of restraint. Barco was trying to get out of there. It was the third time, maybe the fourth, that Auro got hands towards him, got hands towards his face, had shoved him away after being red carded, mm-hmm. that Barco reacted. And, and then Bello got in and helped Barco get out of there. But then that part continued to the tunnel, and that's what you were watching. Right. Where I saw specifically Richie Larea in the Atlanta technical area was a spillover from that. And I'm not sure who he was with, but he got his hands out shoving an Atlanta staff member away in the technical area. Not hard shoves. He didn't swing. No, no I, pun- I want to be very yeah, clear. No punches were thrown. It, was, right? it yeah. was shoving. He did make contact with his hand intentionally to push an Atlanta staff member away from the pile. That happened. I saw it. It was right in front of us. Um, then finally everything calmed down. But I really think there, there's multiple things here. One, 
I'm tired of watching skilled players in this league get kicked all over fields without repercussions. We talked about it with Moreno being fouled nine times. Barco's a target for teams. When they get frustrated after he dribbles past him two or three times, he starts to get kicked. Barco has done an amazing job in this league of not retaliating on these kicks. But he's frustrated. He should be. It's, it's way over the top. That has to be dealt with. Two, Timothy Ford could not handle the emotion of this match. There, there's just no other way to say it. Referees have to be able to manage the emotions of the match. And it's not always a straight line based off the laws of the game. We've talked about, when we've had these conversations, Mark Geiger's performance with England and Colombia in the 2018 World Cup, where if he wanted to, he could have ended that game 7v7. I mean, he could have sent off players from both teams. It was just an intense, emotional, nasty game at times. The best thing for a game in that situation is not to start throwing out cards, not to start doing that. You have to manage the game. Ford lost control of the game before this incident. This added to more. Then there were more incidents past that. Richie Larea should have been sent off not just for the incident in the technical area, but he had no interest in playing towards the end. He was just kicking people. He was just body checking people. And, and yeah. it, it was way over the top. And it, it, it's something that shouldn't happen at this level. You know, we talked about it in the break. I've been involved in the game at all different levels. I've been involved in the grassroots. I've seen crazy things happen in, in lower division leagues, in grassroots things. I, I've seen it. I've been on disciplinary committees with the Georgia State Soccer Association, so I've read about it and I've heard about it with these things. This is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And it shouldn't happen at this level. Yeah. It, a, a referee should not lose control that badly that that all happens because that's what led to it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think of a, a mass confrontation in Major League Soccer that was quite like that, that spilled into the technical area and into the tunnel and – Well, the one that comes to mind is Toronto and the New York Red Bulls in the playoffs where Josie Altidore was involved in an incident with Sasha Kleschen back in the tunnels. Yeah, that was was really bad. That was really bad. This was not that. This was not that. No, no, and and that is a very important point. And I know, you know, when Jason and I are describing things as they happen, I know I in particular tend to get very emotional and very excited. Oh, I do. but that is a very key point. Punches were never thrown. The shoves appeared to be of the lighter variety. Uh, it was a bad look. It's honestly, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll say it. I think, you know, it, it's unfortunate for both teams. One thing that I really like seeing, though, is that Gonzalo Pineda was right in there, uh, standing up for his players. Yes. I, I think that's enormous for someone who has not been with this club very long. And I think that's going to – not that Pineda needs to earn any points in the dressing room because by all accounts he's a very popular manager right now. But uh, his popularity probably jumped to another level. Now, after all of that, <laughs> yeah. we end up playing 10v10 for about 20 minutes because they played 10 minutes of stoppage. In the fourth added minute, Toronto is able to work an opportunity – that honestly I thought was going to get them out of here with the draw, but Brad Guzan made his biggest save of the season. Now here's Pozuelo coming over to take it on the right wing. Passes around, Sadich to the top of the arc, and the ball for Altidore is headed away by Sosa. Sent back in, though, by Delgado to Sotildo, left corner of the 18. Sotildo into the box, dribbling on Lennon. Here comes the cross, header, save Guzan! Bounces to the edge of the six and cleared by Bello. A game-saving save by Guzan. Yeah, just a brilliant save by Brad, diving to his left, low. It was a low attempt, 
uh, in the corner of the goal, and Brad made a huge save. And then 90 seconds later, uh, Atlanta United is able to salt the game away with Marcelina Marino. Satildo now, dispossessed by Franco. 2v1 back the other way. It's played down the left wing now to Moreno. George Bello coming into overlap on a 2v3. Moreno to the top of the arc. Off to the right. Moreno, shot! Score! Golasso! And take back Toronto! You're done! And Atlanta United is going <laughs> to get three points! <laughs> that was good. Yeah, well, yeah. That was good. Uh, the heck with them. That was good. Uh, <laughs> now, look, I mean, Moreno's finish was beautiful. The reason why I call that a Colosso, though, is because of Alan Franco's work springing Moreno yes. in transition and creating that opportunity for him. Yeah, and, and he was hacked down the pretty nasty challenge from Josie Altador, who had both came in with both feet and, and put one leg up high, came across Franco maybe at the knee level, and – there was no foul. Towards the end, I think Timothy Ford wanted to leave. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> blow the whistle anymore. He wanted to go home. And Franco, instead of going at Altidore, which he absolutely could have after being hacked down the way that he did, he got up, he made another play, jumped into the passing lane, intercepts a pass. I thought Alan Franco, if, if Moreno probably doesn't get that goal at the end, Alan Franco's my man of the match. Yeah. He was that good. And he springs it. Um, Alan Franco, you know, there was a lot of talk earlier in the season when he was acquired, and yes, he, he was not the first choice at center back. Atlanta United went after two other players. Then Alan Franco was the decision that they made. He did get injured, and, and he wasn't playing fairly early on because of an ankle injury. We saw him play for 45. He had to come off. We didn't see him for a little while. Now that he's playing consistently, Alan Franco is critical to this team's defense. And I think, honestly, on the field, he is critical to this team's personality in matches. Franco was great, and he started that. Moreno finished it and finished the night. I'm glad he did. Uh, and as I said, Toronto was literally done. They're eliminated from the playoffs now. Atlanta United moves to fifth in the East. Their 11th win of the year. They're third on the road. Uh, we'll call that, by the way, the hot play of the match. Brought to you by Scana. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. We'll take your questions and comments on Twitter. After this, at Mike Conti 929 and at Longshoe, Atlanta United 2-0 winners tonight in Toronto on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Ah, uh, yeah, Snow with Informer on the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Might have had some intent behind that choice. Well, that's an appropriate choice because Snow's a lot up here, and Jason and I are your informers. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes the TV broadcast might not show you things that we see, and uh, we inform you on what we saw. That's but what we do. Somebody informed Timothy Ford about what happened with Barco and Alra as well. I don't know who it was. It, it, there is another possibility, by the way. We're going to get to your questions and comments in a second. Look, I mean, we're we're very, very high up here. We can't obviously cannot hear the conversations on the pitch or anything like that. Is it possible? I, I think one of the ARs was probably nearer to the entanglement than Ford was. In fact, he definitely yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, is it possible the AR, the fourth official, could have communicated something to Ford? Oh, no, they absolutely did. Went red, red, red or something. They, like they absolutely did because Ford didn't see it. So... Like he went red, red on something he didn't see, and frankly, he got bad information because I don't think it's a red, red. I don't, I don't. I think that made it worse. And at that point, you want the temperature of the game to come down. You don't want to throw gasoline on it. Going red, red did that, and he didn't see it. That that's the. If you're going to give a red card for something you didn't see, one, you have to trust the information implicitly. You have to trust who it's coming from. You have to trust that it's correct because you're putting your decision on something that you didn't see. And I don't know how he saw any of it because he was dealing with everything else at the top of the 18th. Okay, Atlanta United 2-0 winners over Toronto, their first win ever here at BMO Field. Let's get to your questions and comments on Twitter at MikeConti929. And at Longshoe, a couple questions about Atlanta United. Can they appeal the red? And the answer is yes. And it sounds like Gonzalo Pineda in his post-match press conference said that they probably would. Uh, You might as well. I mean, you're late in the season. You have a couple of appeals. I don't remember their appeal situation. I think they still have two because the Mulraney one was agreed to on the appeal. So they got that appeal back. I think they have two, so it's not their last one to, to roll the dice on. Um, I would absolutely appeal it. I don't think it gets overturned. Uh, it, it, it frankly should, and it should get overturned for both because I don't think it was a red card. I don't think there was violent conduct in that. But it's a judgment call. And, and look, it's, it's completely unknown how – And it's not the disciplinary committee on the appeal. I I do want to clarify that. There is a separate appeal board that it goes to, and it has a member of the referees from the United States, from Canada, I I think someone from the league, if I'm not mistaken. It's three people. It has to be unanimous for it to be overturned. And we'll see what happens. It's worth the opportunity to do it. Uh, Jensen wants to know from the press box, did it seem to us that Toronto's goal was to tactically foul tonight? Uh, no, not not earlier in the game. I, I wouldn't say that it was early. I thought they pressed really well. I thought they got frustrated as the night went on. I, I thought when Posuelo and Altidore came on and they weren't able to find a breakthrough, 
there were some players who were losing their head. Um, Auro was one. Uh, Larea was another. Uh, Delgado got his yellow late. At that point, yes, I thought Toronto was more interested in kicking people than playing soccer. At the end, after once we got into stoppage time, and it was 1-0 at that point, but it, it felt like there was no hope for Toronto. I felt that then, yes, there were players who really didn't want to play anymore and wanted to, to get their lumps in on Atlanta players. But early on, no. I thought Toronto tried to play. I thought Moreno just earned a lot of fouls. I didn't even – like, there's a difference, and, and it needs to be clarified. Like, persistent infringement getting a yellow for that is not always because there's bad intent. At, at times, it's just because – the player is good in drawing the fouls, and Moreno was that tonight. I, I I didn't get a lot of cynicism out of Toronto up until that point. I think it was just Moreno was beating them on the dribble consistently and earning fouls, which should have gotten yellow cards. It didn't. After everything kicked off to another level because the game got out of control, yes, Toronto then at that point wanted to not tactically foul. They just wanted to kick people at the end. John Nason says, road wins are always welcome. Do you think it's more important now that Joseph plays Wednesday since Barco will be missing? And by the way, uh, Joseph is expected to return to training tomorrow. It will be helpful. If he is able to go on Wednesday, yes, um, he's needed. And that that's just the nature of this. Look, buckle up, Atlanta United fans, is what I can tell you. Because there's five games left, and Wednesday is the first of those five. The weekend after, next weekend, Atlanta United is off. After that, it's midweek, it's weekend, it's midweek, it's weekend. It it is going to be fast and furious, and it will be all hands on deck. And I don't think Joseph Martinez will be able to start and play all 90 minutes of the last five games. I I don't expect that. He's not 100%. He's going to play if he is able to. I think that's known. But also, they're not going to play him if he is not able to because they need him for as long of a period of time as possible. They don't have to risk him on Wednesday, even with the Barco potential punishment. Well, I'm, it, it, you got three points on the road tonight. I mean, everything changes now as far as the risk-reward proposition going into these next three matches. will be That will be at home. Right. Um, strange one here from Robin. Uh, she says, Atlanta United played horribly out of the back tonight. Robinson Sosa walks and Franco had great recoveries, but were not good going forward. I think that's a little harsh. I, I And we talked about it a lot during the match. I thought Toronto in the first half and then again for portions of the second half, and really it was before the Altidore and Pozuelo substitutions. I thought Toronto was really good, really well organized in their press, in the, uh, the attacking third for them, the defensive third for Atlanta. And especially in the middle third, I thought they were finding pockets to trap players in. I thought they made it difficult for Atlanta United to build out. I I, I would say it's a little harsh to, to go that far onto it, and I, I wanted to pull up the numbers. Uh, Robinson passed at 88.6%, uh, right around his season average, I think a little bit higher than his season average. Alan Franco was right around his season average, 92%. Anton Walks. That is right at his season average as well. They were all right at their season averages, which are very high. That's that's good passing out of the back. If and George Bellow, who I thought struggled at times in dealing with these situations, he was at 90%. So I I think Toronto made it difficult, but a lot of the turnovers for me were more in the middle third than out of the back. And I don't think it was bad play by Atlanta necessarily. I think it was really good 
organized pressing defending from Toronto that made it difficult for Atlanta to develop good attacks. So we always talk about playing out of the back. You want to get out cleanly so you can get into the attacking half cleanly, so you can get into the attacking half into space at pace. Atlanta struggled to do that at times tonight because Toronto was very good defending high up the field. Uh, and then just a couple housekeeping questions about cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question about why Walks was cautioned at the end of the match. Uh, I thought I saw him kick the ball off the center spot to delay a Toronto kickoff after Moreno scored. Uh, and then some people were wondering if Moreno had been shown a yellow tonight. That's important because he is suspended on his next yellow. Uh, as far as we know, all the scorekeeping, everything we saw, no yellow tonight to Marcelino Moreno. No, there weren't that many cards shown. That's what's kind of crazy about the way this game was managed. You had the yellow to Hosechu in the 16th minute, the yellow to Achara in the 24th. There was nothing until the red cards with Auro and Barco. Then Delgado's yellow late in the attacking third and Walks's yellow, which was on the restart. It was after the Moreno goal before the, the kickoff happened. And I did not see him kick the ball off the spot, but there was a delay, so that would make sense. Okay, uh, we will be back with a look ahead to Wednesday night and the New York City match after this as Atlanta United defeats Toronto tonight 2-0 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. He just grinned and shook my hand No was all he said Take a load off, Fanny Take a load for free Take a load off, Fanny And you put the load right the load on right on me Canadian content Full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Atlanta United with a, it, we could say, exhilarating 2-0 win over Toronto. A very eventful match tonight. Full five stripes after dark here at BMO Field. But Atlanta United gets three enormous points. And because Philadelphia had a draw today, Nashville had a draw, Orlando had a very fortunate 1-0 win at Cincinnati. <laughs> yes, they did. Cincinnati was very hard done in that match. It looked like Brandon Vasquez drew a pretty clear penalty for Cincinnati that was not given. Uh, so the Lions get a little bit fortunate there. But because Nashville and Philly and D.C. and Montreal have all dropped points, and we know that either Red Bulls or New York City will drop points because they play tomorrow, uh, Atlanta United will be no worse than sixth in the East when this weekend is over. Could be as high as fifth. And there's, I think even the two seed is, it's going to be tough, but it's possible because Nashville, they're playing all these matches yeah. on the road at the end of the year, and they're taking a lot of draws. But one thing I do know is that Ronnie Dyla and uh, his staff with New York City, is they're going to get the match report from this one if they haven't seen it already. They're going to see that Barca was sent off, and they're going to be very, very pleased, I would think, that they don't have to see Ezekiel Barco Wednesday night at the Benz. They're going to hope so. Um, I'm sure they've seen the incident by now. I mean, it's it's all over the place. And, you know, they've also probably seen that Gonzalo Pineda said that it would be appealed. So they're going to be crossing their fingers. Uh, I hope that they're paying attention to that rather than, you know, worrying about their match tomorrow, which is a huge one for them because NYCFC has been honestly poor for a while now. Um I don't get it. I, I, I can't ever figure NYC out under Ronnie Dyla. They're just so up and down. They're missing Anton Tennerholm now. That's a huge loss for them. And it really, their, their bad sequence of form in the last four where they have not won started with the Red Bulls. And the Red Bulls got a win and got a draw against them in back-to-back games. feels like the Red Bulls have NYC's number. NYC has to build some momentum coming into Wednesday night tomorrow in a rivalry match a match that will probably be very physical it's the third time these teams have played in a couple of weeks all those incidents that happen in the first two games are are kind of multiplied and thrown into this one and nyc comes to atlanta on wednesday on shorter rest and that's a little bit of a benefit for atlanta even if ezekiel barco is suspended for that one hopefully joseph martinez can give something off the bench but i think you saw that team that can be counted on. And getting minutes for Amar Sadich, very important. Getting, I think, minutes for Franco Ibarra in his role, very important. Good performance from Mateo Sosetu tonight. 
those guys become very important if you're missing a little bit of firepower. You've got to be a little little stronger, a little more secure in the central midfield. That might be the pathway to three points on Wednesday. Big match for both teams. And tomorrow, by the way, a huge match for Red Bulls as well. They, uh, after Atlanta gets three points here tonight, Red Bulls now really need that one uh, to stay alive in the playoff chase. So Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, will be the pre-match on Sports Radio 92.9. The game, 7.30, will be the kickoff, Atlanta United and New York City. That's going to do it for tonight here in Toronto. For producer Dylan Matthews and for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Atlanta United defeats Toronto tonight. 2 0. We'll see you Wednesday night on Sports Radio 929, the game. You've been listening to MLS action of our Atlanta United. Tune in for complete match day coverage all season long. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 929, the game. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.